everyone and welcome to the Wild Clarity Podcast. I am really, really excited, as you can probably tell from my giddy tone, to introduce my guest today, Gabriella Encina. Gabby and I started, oh, when did we, I can't, I can't actually think when we started talking. A few months ago, I think, Gabby? I think February, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, February, February, and I was like, like please that, yeah. be on my podcast. <laughs> um, so Gabby and I had a chat back, yeah, back in February, and um, really, really pleased that she is recording with me today, and the episode <laughs> will come out shortly. Gabby, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Zoe. <laughs> You're very welcome. I am, um, so I, we've obviously talked, and I know about your journey a little bit, mm-hmm. and I know about what you do, but for those mm-hmm. listening who have no idea... Tell us what you do. What 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 do you do? What's your journey? What were your wild clarity moments? Oh, okay. So I'm Gabriela Encina, as you said. I'm originally from Chile, uh, but I'm an Austrian citizen, and I currently live in Spain. So I I'm from m- many places, not just one. <laughs> I'm a psychologist uh, with over twenty years of experience, and I work uh, online exclusively before COVID started. So I, I was like a visionary in that sense. <laughs> you uh, set the tone, you set the movement. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I work with expats, uh, um, migrants and digital nomads, women, uh, because I have a lot of experience in, in, in my job, but also as an expat and as a digital nomad. And that, that comes with a, a very specific set of challenges and struggles. So I, I, I help those people manage anxiety and burnout and loneliness and guilt and all those things. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, when you listen, you think, oh, which way are we going to go? Which way are we going to go? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so because I, I actually don't let me forget, I'd like to talk to you about anxiety and burnout. And I okay. think setting boundaries and stuff because I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people especially uh, actually no I think a lot of people struggle with it um yes. I was going to say especially like entrepreneurs digital nomads but actually no it's everyone it's yes. uh, I was thinking when I was employed I struggled a lot with setting boundaries then and mm-hmm. got walked all over a couple mm-hmm. well, more than a couple of times so I would definitely remember she says scribbling it down to come back to that because I think that's okay. really important for people okay. to understand and your thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. so how did you get here? And when I say here, I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of mean Spain. I kind of mean being a psychologist working with expats. I mean both, but mm-hmm. whichever way you want to go first. How did you get to where you are now? <sighs> okay, I was born and raised in Chile and pretty young. I was pretty young when I decided or when I knew that I didn't want to live there. Uh, I would say I was still in, in high school when I decided, mm-hmm. okay, this is not my country. This is not the people, I mean, the people, yes, but this is not the environment and the culture and the beliefs that I want to be in. Uh, I was always a uh, kind of a rebel and, um, I, I like, I enjoy still go against the flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's counterproductive, but sometimes it's fun. And, my country, my home country didn't uh, allow that. So I mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to go. Uh, I tried several things. They didn't work, scholarships and, and, and things like that. Um, so I started uh, studying uh, psychology and I chose this profession because I love uh, humans and I love people. And I mean, love in a, in a, in a, 
<laughs> Not in a loving way, but in an, in the curious curious way. I fascinated love by them to see exactly. I'm fascinated and and to see how they react to different situations and their struggles and and their thought processes and their behaviors, etc. I was always fascinated. I'm still are. So that's why I became a psychologist. And um, I moved from my home city to a bigger city to the capital, and that was very, very complicated and very, very difficult for me. So I started to experience uh, those struggles that I talked, uh, that, that mm-hmm. I told you about before. And I knew then that I needed to help people like me that were struggling and they didn't have the skills or the support that they needed specifically for that str- those struggles. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the meantime, I was working in human resources in a corporate environment. I was very successful. I was very, I had a lot of money and a lot of status, social status, and and, and I was very respected. And I was completely uh, frustrated and sad and lowly and, and, and unfulfilled and wondering what am I doing with my life? You know? Uh, So I had this, this, successful image, but inside I was completely lost and I didn't know what to do. I knew that I didn't want to do that, but I didn't know what or where or how, you know? Isn't it amazing Uh, though, that dissonance we can have when we think, well, I've got, I've got what society deems mm -hmm. as, and I'm doing the air quotes, successful. Yeah. And I should be happy and I should be satisfied. And I feel guilt over not because people are saying, oh, wow, you've done so well. You're so successful. And you're thinking, well, hang on a minute. And I know we talked about before we came on onto the audio about actually listening to ourselves and really going, why am I not happy? Mm -hmm. I know I'm not because I can feel it. I feel Mm -hmm. crap, but Mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot of people are scared to do that work. I mean, I think I I think I don't know if I don't know if it's happening with age. I'm seeing more people do it as as we get older. I see people doing it more, Mm -hmm. but it seems to be especially at the minute with the cost of living going up, and you know people worried about jobs and and livelihood. Maybe people aren't asking those inner questions as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that as you mentioned, and also the the pressure. That, right, like, like you need to do this. It's right for you. You're supposed to be doing this because of your mm-hmm. age, your gender, your profession, whatever. Right. So it's yeah. it's both. It's it's pretty scary to look inside. It's pretty freaking scary. That's why we don't do it that much as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> and also in, in my case, it's, it was like oh. This is your way. That's what you're you're supposed to be doing. And you're very successful. Are you crazy to think or or to feel that you're unhappy? Come on. So many people would give uh, their left arm to have what you have. So what the hell are you complaining? Or what the hell are you not seizing the moment and not being happy, right? That in my case, but in so many cases, it's the same. So that I think that's the combination. It's scary to look inside. And it's challenging and it might, you might encounter things that you don't want to look at and Mm. the pressure of uh, the external pressure of what you're doing is great and wonderful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I've made you I, lose your train. I know no, I have because I can see, I can no, see your no, face. No, no. You're like, oh, I, she I, just talked. <laughs> oh my God. What did you do, Zoe? <laughs> no, I, I was, games I, with was you. <laughs> I was thinking about if, if I told you this or not, but uh, I think we talked about couch, couch surfing, right? 
Yes, but tell yeah. everyone else because I okay. bloody love this. Okay, so in this in this quest of what do I what do I want what do I need, I started to look outside and 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 because I wasn't able to travel uh, as much as I wanted to, I started to bring people to me like traveling without moving. I call it <laughs> like the song from or the, the album from Jamiroquai. Um, and I started receiving people through Couchsurfing. That was a website. I don't think it exists anymore. Um, that you uh, host people, mm-hmm. hosted people, uh, either in your home, like you offer them the, your couch, or you meet them. You met them for coffee or dinner or something. the The idea of the the, um, the page was that you weren't a tourist. You were a local, and you were experiencing the country that you were visiting as a local. Yeah, as a local person, so uh, as a native, <laughs> uh, so I started doing that. I received more than forty people at my home, and I'm talking about two thousand four, five, something like that. Yeah. And I was very young and very naive, but also very trustful, mm-hmm. and it did pay off. I didn't, I never had a bad experience, and I remember meeting people through the website and exchanging a couple of chats, and then. Uh, we met near my home and I gave them my keys and I said, okay, go to my house and we will meet after my work in two hours, three hours, five hours. I don't know. And it, it, they cooked, they cleaned, they like I never had a bad experience on the, on the, on the opposite side. So I started doing that. And through this website, I met my future husband, mm-hmm. Austrian. And uh, he traveled to Chile. We met. We hit it off. We started a long distance relationship that was a nightmare, uh, but we made it happen. And um, it was my my chance to start a new life abroad. Mm-hmm. So I, before that, I traveled for one year by myself through Europe, staying in the people's places that the, the, the people that stayed with me before in mm-hmm. Santiago in Chile I visited them and I stayed with them in in doing couch surfing okay so I did that and then I decided yes I want to move I resigned my job and this is one of your clarity moments that you were talking about yeah I everyone not everyone my family and friends were they knew me so they knew there was like the, the natural course of my life but okay. everyone else was like no you're crazy you're going to fail are you kidding me are you giving up all of this because of a man or not even a man but because to move abroad but you know and I knew I knew I always knew so that was so clear to me that this was my path Yes, the love and yes, my my future husband, but away from my country and in a different country and in Europe and in another language as well. And, and yes, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that I didn't want to move to Spain. I mm-hmm. end up moving to Spain anyway. No, you, but I mean, later. you are in Spain right now, but yeah, we will we'll forget that for now. At that time, so at that time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but Austria, I mean, I've not been. I bet it was stunning. I've seen photos. It's on my list. It's beautiful. Vienna, I mean, mm. Austria has the Alps and the, and, and the lakes and everything. But Vienna, the city is dreamy. It's beautiful. It's so filled with history and culture and architecture. Uh, yes, it was, it was a, a, a good choice. The language is another thing. Uh, <laughs> was, that was a nightmare for a long time. For a long time, I, I came back every day after my courses 
crying and completely frustrated and and I never I will never learn this language but then after a while that's everything in life right you get mm -hmm. used to it and you start mastering it and you feel more confident and then I got a job in German and I started working as a psychologist in German and wow. so from yeah. not being able to, that's incredible though from not being able to speak the language and and I I don't speak German um mm -hmm. But some of the the accents on the words sound mm -hmm. quite like they would be quite hard to master. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking at the beginning for everyone else. You, I'm just going to tell everyone now. I wasn't going to. I'm definitely going to. I always ask guests, I say, um, how do you say your surname? Just because I, I just need to know I'm saying it right. And I'm going to try this. Gabby said, it's Encina. And I went, perfect. That's that's how I thought. And she went, it's mm -hmm. not Encina. Thin and Thina and Thina with your tongue with my mouth and I'm glad this is not a video podcast right now and Thina and I said good because I wasn't going to say it like that but what I mean about the accents on words there seem to be a lot in um, the German language that I think oh I think I'd struggle with it's like a very guttural sound yeah, there's a lot of and, and a lot of lip movement that we don't do in English or neither Spanish or nor English is like mm. uh, 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 like, like these <laughs> kinds of things okay with now with I the... wish it was video <laughs> yeah yeah see you yeah. see <laughs> I feel like I got you back on that one but it but it is though isn't it it's, mm. it's just a, but for me, that's incredible. I mean, to go from not speaking a language mm. to moving. And I know they say when you're immersed in a country, it is easier to pick up the language. Mm. But you've still got to learn it. Yes. To then also not just going into a job, but going to a very, um, I want to say scientific job, but, you know, very technical mm -hmm. terms uh, mm -hmm. with psychology mm -hmm. and, and learning all that as well. Mm. And having conversations, profound, meaningful, and deep yeah. conversations in 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 a language that is not yours, is yeah. it, it is so yeah it is it is difficult, but it's also very rewarding when you're able to do it. It's like yeah, of course, I'm so wonderful. <laughs> Check me out say, exactly. <laughs> Which language would you like to speak in today? Exactly. I've got three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah sorry everyone we're just gonna go off on tangents today because that's what we feel like um so you're in the job you've mm -hmm. got your job um yeah. married at this point or living you know you're there with no married mom. married I needed we needed to get married be uh, be because if I if we weren't I couldn't stay got you okay so sorry. it was a visa situation as well it, it, I, we got married two weeks after I arrived because if not, there's there was a possibility to stay longer than three months, and then getting a job is, I expect, pretty much not you know non-existent, not able to get a job. And okay, no. so you've got a job, you're married, you're in Austria, mm -hmm. you're speaking German. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? <laughs> then what happened? Um, a lot of things happened, and uh, weather, uh, missing the sea. Like I was not 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 homesick, but seasick. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just like you said. I said, "What happened?" You said, "Weather," and I just thought there were so many people listening to this going, "Yes, moving from Chile to the middle of Europe. Yes, the weather's good. the weather. I get that." Yeah, it was beautiful at the beginning. Oh, snow, so lovely, yeah. la la la, right? But after the third year, I was like snowing again. Oh my god, I hate it. First winter, old thing. But yeah, no, it's it's. I miss the sun. I miss the light, the sun. Not not yeah. even the like. It's cold. It's okay as long as the sun shines. Yeah. But 
that was so great for so long. It was maybe sometimes two weeks with no sun. And that I felt it in my body. I felt it. I felt physically the lack of sun. Yeah. Um, and the, the, I, I was I'm missing the sea because I come from a uh, from a city that is near the sea. So for me, that's that's a huge part of where I live. And uh, my husband was struggling with some issues with allergies, etc. Mm-hmm. And also, I was completely fed up with German, <laughs> and 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 because it is a very um, demanding language, and it is a very demanding language on the job that I was doing. So at the end of the day, my brain was completely fried. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything except like being a zombie uh, until the next day. And I was, I wasn't happy with my life outside work. My, the, the, the amount of time that I worked was perfect. I really missed that from Vienna. (laughs) I worked 35 years, 35 years, 34 hours, 35 hours, 32 hours per week. Right. I had five weeks of vacation. I have a. I had a lot of. Uh, it's called Zeitausgleich. It's uh, like um, time balance in the mm-hmm. sense that if you work more on Monday, you will work less on Friday. You okay, know, you yeah. have to yeah. have the thirty-two hours. It doesn't matter how you you achieve them, but you can even you can you can have the Friday free if you want. If you if you concentrate your hours, and that was amazing. But still, I, I wanted more. I wanted to dedicate more to, to clinical psychology or, or, or to psychology. And there I was more broad, my, my clientele, mm-hmm. but the people that I was seeing. And all of that um, um, ended up being, okay, What where do we go? And I said, okay, I want to speak Spanish. So the only possible uh, response is Spain. So we yeah. did end up here in at the beginning in another city and then here in, in Valencia. That's why I'm here. That's why you're located in Valencia. Yes, for the time being. Let's see how what happens in two years, five years. I don't know. I hear the UK is lovely. I hear just, just outside London's beautiful if you want to come visit here. Although, although please don't come in winter. Uh, yes. I don't I don't want to break your soul. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> Actually, don't also come November. Don't come. Actually, no, around eight, May is nice. May and June mm-hmm. are usually What um, about July and August? It's, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. July, okay. August. But I find, I don't know, in the last few years, but some, May has just been stunning. And I think it's because it's that spring, summer. Mm-hmm. So everything feels fresh still. Mm-hmm. And the bird, oh, I don't know, birds are all coming out of their hibernation. The flowers are all there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think everything's fresher around mm-hmm. May into June. Okay. Okay. Well, duly noted. Okay. Thank you for the recommendation. I'll see you next month. <laughs> <laughs> of course, everyone else we're recording in April. I should probably point that out. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and when this goes out, I'm like, I wonder if she went over in May. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> so in Spain, what mm-hmm. do you do job wise? Because you said you wanted to go back into, well, you wanted to go into more the clinical side of psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That change with moving mm-hmm. to Spain. Uh, yes, I had a plan when we yeah. moved, <coughs> sorry, but it didn't turn out, uh, as I wanted to, of uh, like 90% of the, not 90, but 70% of the time in our <laughs> lives. Right. So yeah, I had a plan like ABC. I'm very, very structured and organized. And when something doesn't go the way I want to, or I expect <laughs> to, it's complicated, let's say. 
So it didn't turn. I I I finally didn't make it or didn't end up being as a clinical psychologist because I wanted mm-hmm. to work in a hospital. I wanted to work in a clinic, you know, like in that environment didn't yeah. work. So I wondered, okay, what do I do now? I really, I still, I'm, I am a psychologist. That's my identity. I love my job so freaking much. It gives me <laughs> energy. It gives me, you know, every time I end the session, I'm like completely energized and like yeah. all that I, 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 it's, it's irreplaceable. I can't, uh, I can't find anything else that gives me that joy in, in, in regarding work. Um, so I started to look around and I, I actually, in that time I needed a psychologist. So mm-hmm. I met someone from Chile living in Georgia, the country. Uh-huh. And, uh, she encouraged me to do what I did, what she did. Like she was in Georgia, but she was seeing people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I started doing that and I started from scratch, not in the psychological part, but all else and you are very familiar with that all the marketing and social media and the website all of that by myself all of that from scratch it was insane it was a nightmare for everyone that's taking a massive leap of faith isn't it and and also not knowing you don't know no it's not instant so you don't know if you've got something right and you've got to sometimes wait weeks and months for someone to either come to you and say oh I really like that or you know what do you do and then after a couple months you're thinking tumbleweed still have I got yeah. my marketing right and it is it is just a bit of a minefield yeah yeah no it was super scary yeah mm-hmm. but I figured okay I've survived two big moves two massive moves I started from scratch two times mm-hmm. I can do it again and I can yeah, I, I this I have to try because if I don't and that's my philosophy that's one of my mottos in life I have to try if I don't try I will never know if I try and if I fail quote unquote at least I know that it wasn't for me or whatever right yeah so yeah I did that and here I am it's it's been a journey it's been slow it's been mm-hmm. uh Roller coastery, as I like to to name it, um, but it's been super rewarding. I'm definitely this is the most rewarding thing that I have ever done in my life, and I've helped so many people and 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 hearing uh, uh, their, you know, be, watching them blossom in front of you, watching them achieving and conquering and 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 yeah. and. I don't know, yeah, flourishing or, or thriving in, in a way that they never thought it was possible is priceless. It's amazing. So I, I I hope I can continue doing this for the rest of my life, really. So obviously I know, and you did mention it at the beginning, but mm-hmm. for those listening um, who might be dipping in and out, who specifically do you work with? Okay. I work with a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. who, like me, started a new life in a new country or even in a new city. Um, and they are dealing with a, a specific set of uh, challenges that are uh, for um, or they are specific to uh, uh, those kinds of people, expats and migrants and digital nomads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can sum up with, to anxiety, burnout, loneliness, guilt, um, depression, funk, as uh, some people yeah. call them, call it, uh, insecurity, lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem, lack of, or, or, or um, lack of belonging. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, identity, like what, who I am, yeah. who am I in this country? Who am I in comparison to 10 years ago when I was in another 
country or am I in the right relationship? Am I codependent of someone because I moved to that, to their country? Mm-hmm. You know, those kinds of things. The reason I wanted you to say it again yeah. and almost spell it out like that, which was mm-hmm. brilliant, by the way, <laughs> is because um, I'm ex-military and mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who will listen to this podcast mm-hmm. Um who will move around? I mean, male and female. So males move with females, females, yes. you know, both, both gender, yeah, yeah. Um, neither gender yeah. or both genders even. Um, <laughs> and it's so refreshing to hear actually there, there is someone out there, you, mm. <laughs> who understands it and are, mm-hmm. you are there if people need to reach out mm-hmm. because I mean, I've, let me have a think. I've never, oh, sorry. My dog is, my dog's getting comfortable. Hey. Oh, I've closed the door to the study. And when I close the door, he usually wants to go out, but he's, oh, um, okay. he's been fed. He's got a full belly. So he's, he's going to sleep again. But yeah, I, I've never, Neil and I have never moved abroad permanently where I've moved with him. Um, he did move abroad on his own, but that's a whole new story. Uh, and it was actually, he went with the military and the military wouldn't let me go with him. So we'd spent a year apart. That's a whole different story. Okay. So um, you know our relationship, a long distance yeah, relationship. Yeah, long distance relationship. Lovely. Okay. And he did that for a year. But a lot of my friends, and I can think of, I'm thinking of at least four or five of them straight off the top of my head, who have moved with their husbands it's been husbands mm-hmm. to another country mm-hmm. and actually one, two three of them straight away I can think they've changed their careers because they've they've not been able to um say they're in medicine or medical you know medical yeah. profession they've not been able to maybe practice mm-hmm. in a different country uh-huh. or teachers, oh, yeah. teachers are the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. um especially if you go to the states because it's different depending on which state you're in within the states mm-hmm. um and a lot of people who have Actually, I know, I know so many, so many women who incredible, empowered women who have gone, well, hang on a minute. I still want my own identity and they've created their own businesses mm-hmm. and they're yeah. all doing incredible. Mm-hmm. But before they've got to that stage, that's where I expect that. Oh my God, what, what do I do? Yeah. Um, especially yeah. a lot of the time what happens is when I'm going to use male and female, male moving abroad, the woman, woman goes with them mm-hmm. and the kids go. You suddenly go from maybe working and sharing responsibilities at home to you going as mum. Yeah. And so you're full-time mum. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that, but I bet it's a jar. It really, that identity jar. So I think what you do and how you help people is just incredible. And I think, I think, I know it would help so many people. So Mm -hmm. if anyone is listening to this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) I should just say, if anyone's listening, full stop. No, if anyone is listening to this podcast, <laughs> I would like to get in touch with Gabby. I will put all her links um, on the blog notes. Uh, if you're still listening, uh, no, I'll put them on the blog notes and please do reach out to her. Um, I can mm-hmm. testify she is the nicest person. Oh my God. That's and so I lovely. say it like that because Gabby and I are looking at each other on Zoom at the minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, please reach out because even if... Um, I don't know, Gabby, even if they have a quick chat with you just to see if there's something you can help them with or if there's, you mm-hmm. know, a, a chat about. Yeah. There's always that chemistry, isn't it? I know when I coach. Absolutely. It's, it's to figure Absolutely. out what 100%. chemistry is. 100%. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will pop all those in. Okay. Um, what I would like to talk to you about a little bit, if you don't mind, is. <gasps> no, I First don't. of all, can I just say, um, 
I love doing this podcast. <laughs> just generally love it because I love hearing people's stories and sharing them. Mm-hmm. And also, occasionally we get a new word made up. Oh. And art for you it is roller coastering. <laughs> no, I don't know if you spell it with an a Y or an I E at the end, but I've put it with a Y. With a Y, with a Y, of course. Y, yeah, roller coastery. Yeah. Um, so I like that one. I'm keeping that one. I when love that, it. Yeah. When will that get into the English dictionary? I don't know, but roller coastery. Is your word? <laughs> I, <laughs> I would quite like to hear a bit more about, um, and I'll tell you why as well. A bit mm-hmm. more about your thoughts around anxiety and burnout, mm-hmm. setting boundaries, because I'll be really honest. Um, I think I've, I told you before. Towards the end of my military career, I was in for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I hit burnout now i had um i had a really um not particularly nice boss my opinion of course mm-hmm. not a very nice boss um mm-hmm. and a lot of pr- undue pressure and caused a lot of anxiety self doubt all that kind of stuff that you get with narcissism mm-hmm. <laughs> and not me and mm-hmm. I was pretty unwell with it and and believe that was kind of like my my burnout. Mm-hmm. Um and it'd be interesting because when I look back, I think, oh, actually, could I have spotted signs? Could I have put some boundaries in place? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard, isn't it? Because at the time you don't realize, you just think, oh my God, I'm going through a real shit time. Mm-hmm. But it would be really nice because I know a lot of people listening will be thinking, well, yeah, I feel I feel pressures. I feel this. I feel that. What 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 would be maybe your top tips or what are your thoughts around that? Okay, so I I hate to be that kind of person, but it is uh, different if we talk about anxiety or burnout or or yeah. setting or setting boundaries that has to do with everything. Mm-hmm. But let's focus if you if you want. Let's focus on burnout and and setting boundaries um, because that's still very taboo. Yeah. You're supposed to be a little burnout. You're supposed to be demand in your job. You're supposed to suffer, you know, in a way, not with those words, but if it, if you if it's stressful, it's, it means that you're doing it right. Yeah, what do you mean you've got a life outside of work? What do you mean you want to finish on time? Hang on a minute. No, if you're really committed to your job, you don't have a life outside. And you're not, if you're really committed, you're ambitious, you want to claim the ladder. So you focus 100% on your job. And the, the other things, you will have time eventually mm. when you're retired. I don't know. But now in this moment, you need to focus on your job. Not with those words, maybe not with those the, that wording, you know, but it is mm. so internalized in us high achievers, ambitious, intelligent women, especially yeah. women, men mm-hmm. as well, but especially women, that when we don't fit the model, the mold, or we, we don't, we don't, you know, we do, we, dare to go early on Friday or we dare to uh, yoga classes on uh, in, in the morning of Tuesdays. Mm. No, that's There's something wrong with that, right? Yeah. In our belief system. So setting boundaries, how to recognize burnout. First of all, first and foremost, know your stressors. Know what is causing you stress because we can detect stress we we can we may not be able to detect 
burnout, but mm-hmm. stress we can. So all the things that cause you stress and a whole boss, um, yeah. uh, uh, the, the tasks that you are doing, the people that you're dealing with. Um, I don't know all the things that triggers to trigger you know them, right? Identify them, mm-hmm. take time and take room, make room for yourself to identify it and to be, um, and to accept that, that, peer, that people or that tasks that task, sorry, causes you stress. You know what I mean? Because I, yeah. I, I'm strong. I shouldn't feel stress because of that. There is no, there is no shoulds or shouldn'ts in knowing the, your stressors. Identify them. It doesn't matter how big or small they are. You know, it, it's when you look around, isn't it? And you think, well, no one else is stressed. And actually, a, yeah. they may have different stressors, stressors, yeah. but yeah. also they might be stressed, and you just can't see and it because they, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. We are wired to compare ourselves, evolutionary, right? Mm-hmm. Because of of survival, because of uh, um, team and 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 and, and gregarious uh, behaviors, but uh, also the comparison when you see because you you have your your look or your view tainted by your mm-hmm. own struggles that you see everyone else is fine. But if you really ask, if you start, I, I have, I give this homework actually to my clients, the anthropologist. I tell them to pick one of or two of those people that they see as invincible and start to asking them, mm-hmm. okay, what is your struggle right now? Why are your stressors right now? They mm-hmm. will, they will find hundred percent of the time that they are struggling exactly as, or not exactly, but similar as they are, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, knowing your stressors and maybe also ask around to the people that you see that they, they are not struggling uh, and setting boundaries. And what does that mean? Mm. Knowing when to say no and how to say no. And <laughs> that sounds obvious, but to say no the word no is the most one of the most amazing words in the world in any language and to say actually no to someone or to something gives you power mm-hmm. gives you control and gives you motivation to do something that you de- you do want to do and you really need to do so i would say also exercising the word no saying mm-hmm. no more often to things even like, I don't know, trivial things and, and start with your family, with your friends. And um, um, I'm, I'm pointing, I'm, everyone else, I'm pointing at Gabby and going, my dog. Ah, your dog. Out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so in my head right now, I'm explaining that I didn't. No, that. I'm Sorry. like, I say no to my dog, but I know, I do know what you mean because someone said to me, no is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. I usually say, I usually say, no, thank you. And they're like, well, Okay, if, if that makes you feel better, Zoe, that's fine. But no, mm. thank you, but no. Mm. And they said no, just no, or no. um, or not not for me. Thank you, no. And you're right. We we think about it, and even if we know when we say it, when we should say it, and you mm. get that niggling that you don't want to do something, mm. it's like when someone says, "Oh, do you want to go to this party on Friday night?" And you think, "Oh my goodness, I've got such a busy week." And you go instead of saying "thank you, but no," you say. Mm. 
Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll see, well, I'll see how I yeah. feel. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is a yeah. no, yeah. but it's like a, a disguised, it's a veiled no. And the yeah. person you're talking to knows it's a no as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like this funny dance we do. It's a very co- uncomfortable place to be, to say no and just say no, because mm-hmm. we are used to, as you, as you said so, so perfectly, is we are used to explain ourselves. Mm. Because there is no reason to say no. We you have to have a reason. If not, you're a bad person. You're selfish, or or you know ah. And that's an, that's something very important. Yeah, is okay with capital O and capital K to be selfish. It is self care one hundred one. Selfish is the best and the most important way to take care of yourself. So that was me clapping, by the way. That was me. That noise was me clapping because, (laughs) yeah, that because people say, "Oh, I don't want to seem selfish." Oh no, you're not being selfish if you say no. Well, you are, and it's okay, by the way. Yes, yeah. You have. It's like it's like you can't pour. What is it? You can't pour from an empty cup. You've Mm -hmm. got to look after yourself first. Yeah, I I say that, and I know that I don't always do it, but I know (laughs) that you should. Yeah, you have to really look at. You get one life. You get one body, you get yeah. one mind, and if you don't look after it, you can't help anyone else. Yep. Yeah. Um, amen. <laughs> amen to that. I want to preach today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it selfishness is so I, and I understand what people mean, right? Because it, it, they charge it with the okay, I'm being selfish and I'm I'm trespassing boundaries from others or I'm neglecting others. That's mm. different. But being selfish means taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others, so that you can love others better, yeah. so you, that you can br- give people quality time and you, your presence fully and not being there, be- but because you want, you didn't, you said no, you said yes, but you wanted to say no. And now you're there stuck and you don't want to be there. That's selfish. Because you you are, you are actually neglecting the relationships. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Because you're probably sat there looking miserable. Or the people know you well and they think, mm, something not right with you. And then they're worrying about you. Yeah. And it's just the fact that you're tired and want to be at home. Yeah. And they, if they, you know, if they know you and they like you or love you, you know, they want yeah. you to be at home because you're mm-hmm. tired. Oh, we'll catch up at the weekend instead. You go home tonight, you have a rest, have a sleep. I love yeah. that, flipping it on its head that actually we're being... By not being selfish, we're being selfish. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it, it's, it's, it's a completely wrong belief that being selfless is mm. a good thing and being selfish is a bad thing. It's, it's, yeah, we have to, we have to learn how to rewire that uh, um, belief because selfishness is one of the most important things to be <laughs> when you want yeah. to take care of yourself and others. I must admit, when you say that, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. I think of my mum. Mm-hmm. Well, I know she's going to be listening to this podcast, so I'm going to tread lightly. Um, I, I, <laughs> so my mum and dad, my mum and dad walk a lot, and they love listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. But they walk together, listening to the podcast separately. And what happens <laughs> usually is like my dad might be a minute ahead, so he'll start laughing or something, and turns. My mum's like, I "Haven't got there yet. Wait, wait." <laughs> I can't imagine what they look like walking along both giggling like kids at different times but um yeah they say it's nice because they go for like 
six mile walks and they said the podcast episode is a perfect amount of time mm-hmm. but yeah I think and I'm sure we've all of us have got someone in our lives that we think of that person who is very selfless mm-hmm. as in they give first mm-hmm. uh, my mum is the one I think of um, and I've said it in another episode about you know when she when I was younger my brother was younger and this we're three years apart so quite close my mum used to work as a nurse and she used to work night shifts just so that she could come to our school stuff in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look back, I mean, don't get me wrong. We, you don't, you have a different perspective as a kid, don't you? You just go, oh, mom, I want you to come to this. I want you to come to that. Mm-hmm. And I wish she said no, because I wish she'd given herself the sleep and the rest that she needed yeah. to then go on a night shift. Yeah. So, because it's, it's that kind of, because my dad was working in the day. So he'd be at home at night you know, for sleeping for with us being in bed sort of thing. And then mm-hmm. they'd flip over, but yeah. And she's just very, very giving. My mum is the sort of person who, if and I find this very annoying, I'm going to say it out there when she has a nice jumper on and I say, mm-hmm. Oh, mum, really love that jumper. Mm-hmm. First thing she says is, Oh, do you want it? Mm-hmm. Or she'll say, oh, I've got a new jump. I, I like your jumper. Is it new? And she goes, yeah, yeah, it's new. Do you want it? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a, you are three sizes smaller than me. She's tiny. So thank you, but I'll look ridiculous. And B, it's a new jumper. It's yours. No, mm-hmm. at most, tell me where you've got it and I'll go and twin with you. I'll buy a bigger size and you mm-hmm. know that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I find her not saying no and her not being selfish. Mm-hmm frustrating now mm-hmm. because I care for her and I'm wondering if that's what it's like when you have fr- you know when your friends see that you should have said no yeah and you think it's being selfless and they're going oh for goodness sake I wish you'd stop doing that it's weird yes. isn't it how what, how we do this yes and and the thing is and that's maybe a topic for another podcast mm. communication we don't talk we don't speak we don't communicate I wish the, the I wish she could have said no. We don't say it. We think it, but we don't say it. Yeah. And the other way around. I wish I would have said no, but I don't say it. So I don't communicate. I'm not. I'm not able to tell my friends. You know what? I'm so tired. I love you. I really want to see you, but not today. Yeah. Or I really don't want to lend you money. I really don't. I I I I, I think they will ruin our relationship. So I won't lend you money. Or I don't know, whatever. I, I won't stay late for work because my children uh, are, are waiting for me and I want to see them. I will arrange the things tomorrow. At yeah. First thing, but I will do it tomorrow, not today. You know, those kinds of things. If we don't communicate the no, we are denying ourselves the boundary setting and we, we are denying others the, okay, she trusts me. She mm-hmm. She values herself and values our relationship. So she's saying no. It sounds very counterintuitive, but it is very helpful, very useful to say no. Yeah, I agree. And I just, um, it, it's like we expect people to read our minds sometimes. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, why did they ask me? They know I've had a bad week. How do they know me? They sh- why did they ask me out? They know me well enough to know I need to go to sleep. And now I've yeah. got to say yes it's someone's birthday and oh my isn't god. it weird oh then? my god yeah <laughs> you're describing yeah. it perfectly yeah yeah it's um sometimes feel sorry for my husband because i am sure i do that to him occasionally <laughs> it's complicated yeah it's so complicated <laughs> but what, what would you say because you're 
I'm going to ask you about tips that you would pass on to others. If -hmm. they are going through a change of environment or, you know, expats, digital nomads, because I think, I mean, for me, it's a dream, isn't it? Everything online, you can be as, I say, digitally nomadic as you like. But for (laughs) me, it's more being able to do three months in another country. So if Mm -hmm. I wanted to go and live in south africa for three, mm-hmm. I'll that one. Mm-hmm. For three months i could as long as i've got good wi-fi i can just do that yes um that kind of freedom really mm-hmm. um but what i would like to ask you first is mm-hmm. what is your proudest moment on this journey so far from being in chile and thinking well hang on this is not where i want to be long term mm-hmm. to where you are now in spain what's been your proudest moment you can you can have more than one because i know there's been a lot of change yeah, I have several, but that, I will give you just one because uh, of the sake of time uh, <laughs> is when I got my job, in, my first job in German. When uh, Not my first job, not because I had jobs before, when I got my first job as a counselor in German. I think that was a high note in my life because it took me so long and so it, it took me so much effort and so much tears and giving up so much and resigning to so much and, and, yeah. and jeopardizing so much. Uh, and when I finally caught it, it paid off. It was like, okay, I need to be, I, I am where I need to be and where mm-hmm. I want to be. And um, I, I remember why do I tell you this? Because she told me the person, my boss, mm. When she interviewed me, my German wasn't that, I mean, it was fluent enough, but I, I, I thought that it wasn't like, um, like native German. It wasn't. No, no, no. I will never be native German, but but, but what I'm trying to think is, is like fluent enough to make a presentation, you know, like, I don't know, something like in that sense. And she told me, okay, we talked about it and she told me, I really like you. I think you're great. Your experience, background, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not sure if my boss, also her boss, will approve because of your German level. It is good enough, but maybe it's not perfect enough for the job, right? So I will come back to you. And and we had a lovely chat, like 90 minutes, and we were like hit mm. in the same wavelength, and, and it was great. But she, she was upfront with that, and she told me that. So it it was like I don't know I don't remember but a Tuesday at eleven p.m. I am mm. sorry PM, wow uh, with, with, while drinking cocktails now <laughs> at eleven you can't say no to an interview at that it's time like, of night you know that just just letting you know there's a boundary setting there's someone I know who can help you with that <laughs> that was beautiful uh, so eleven I am. And she told me, I will, I will speak with my boss tomorrow and I will let you know by the end of the week. Okay. Uh-huh. And I think she called me, I was in the bus coming back to my place after the interview. And I, she called me and she said, you know what? Yes. I don't care what she says. You start next week. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. what, that was like the, the cherry on top of the cake, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it was also, it also reminded me that we need someone who puts their trust in us. Yeah. Right. And that, that doesn't depend on us. So that we can't control that. But what we can control is who we are, mm-hmm. what we have done, and the effort that we put to get there. And they will see that. And yeah. when they see that, they will give you the opportunity. 
right? Yeah. So that I, I think that's that's my high note, one of my high notes, but the most um, significant in that sense for yeah. me in, in 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 these years. Yeah, I must admit, as soon as you said interviewing in another language, I was like, oh, that must be hard <laughs> enough in itself. So <laughs> no, I, I love that proudest moment because it so it took so much to get to that stage. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just you finding a job, it was you learning a different language to find another job. Mm-hmm. So if you were to give maybe a couple of tips to other people in, in your line of work with expats or digital nomads and people or or migrants, what would you say that maybe the top two things you would say to them when they okay. start this new life? Yeah. The first one is never forget home. Mm-hmm. People think that dealing with with homesickness is completely immerse yourself in the new country and forget the old one, the the the, the, the your your host um, your home country mm-hmm. and the people there. You know, no, I should talk less with my friends back home because I need to make new friends. Right? No, don't do that. <laughs> do the opposite. I recommend my clients to. For example, if they move to a different country, to have a corner, a little corner at their home, at the new home, where they can remember their hometown. Mm-hmm. I don't know, with photos, with uh, scents, with candles, with uh, I don't know, whatever remind that reminds them, uh, reminds them from a uh, well, you know what I mean. Sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it reminds, reminds them from home. home. <laughs> Thank you of all <laughs> prepositions. Um, because that would be their refuge, their, their, their haven when they are homesick and when they feel like they don't belong and when they feel, okay, I made a mistake uh, coming back, coming here. You know, all those negative and, and sad and struggling moments, they can come back to that place and, yeah. in, and, and look for some shelter. The same with the friends. And that's so important. The friendships that you have back home, those mm-hmm. are those are the most important friendships that you will ever have even if you make amazing friends after right mm. those people the people back home know you and know your story and know your childhood and know things that other people will never know yeah. so don't lose touch with them intensify the contact and be intentional about it because people they move on with their lives they don't mm. quote unquote need you as much as you need them and that's okay because you decided to move. So that's your <laughs> that's your <laughs> yeah. chance. Deal with it. Uh, so make room and be intentional about making con- uh, stay in touch with them once a week, once a month. It doesn't matter. But yeah. that you still be friends with them and, and and make the relationship grow, even if you're far away. You know. I love that. I love that thought. That idea of being intentional. Yeah. Um. As I said, military family. My father was military. My mm. husband's military. My brother's military. Mm. So um, then I was military. So we we move a lot. Every mm. two years, um, we tend to move. And we have friends, acquaintances and friends that mm. we have known for the last 16 or 17, 18 years, mm-hmm. 20 years almost now. Mm-hmm. And every time you move, sometimes it's situational friendship, as in you speak to each other a lot more because you're in the same area. Mm-hmm. But when you move to a different area, you'll still have maybe 10, 15 of those people who you know still. Mm. And every time you go back to that area, you meet up and it's like nothing, no time hasn't passed. You'll go back for a wedding or an event and you'll be like, oh, this is amazing. And 
what I love what you've just said is that intention, the bits in between. How do you keep in touch between? Because mm-hmm. we assume, oh, we're going to meet up in a couple of years. Sometimes I forget to do that bit in the middle because life moves on. And it just gets busy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that really making sure you reach out, even if it's a little note. Yeah. Or remembering people's birthdays is a big mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? Just little things that they go, ah, and then strike up that conversation again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you said two, you asked me for two and that, yes. that will be one. In, in, like, <laughs> you made one, one with that. Exactly. Okay. I was just, cheating, but it's fine. Go for it. <laughs> because I, I really want to mention this other one. <laughs> Don't isolate. If yeah. you're struggling, if you're dealing with shh, you say shit on this Thank podcast. You. Wonderful. If you're dealing with, <laughs> I should have said that at the beginning, really. I just left to the end to tell you, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, don't close yourself up. Talk with someone, talk to someone. It can be a professional like me. It can be a dear friend. It can be someone who dealt with that before and you can, you can seek mentorship, but talk about it. But because if you don't, you will sooner rather than later, sadly, be dealing with severe um, complications, mental health complications, anxiety, as we mentioned before, anxiety, burnout, depression, etc. in the most uh, um, extreme scenarios. The more you talk about it, the more you can elaborate, the more you can connect with other people. And the easier and, quote unquote, faster you can mm. deal with it and get better. So that's that's another thing that's super important. Don't I I understand the reflex because I do it too. Like no, I can deal with I can deal with this by myself. I am a strong, capable, high achiever, intelligent, ambitious woman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can, right? And if I can't, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, I'm not enough. So I will continue trying to deal with it by myself until I can make it, but it, that doesn't happen usually. So your identity is not only that. You can be intelligent, ambitious, capable, uh, uh, high achiever, etc., and need help. Yeah. One doesn't exclude, exclude the other. There's absolutely no shame in it. No. We talk about that with mental health so no. many times. Um, there is absolutely no shame because you never know. You never know people's stories. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very rarely going to be just you going through something. Yeah. What's what is uh what's next for you? What are you doing next in the world? Okay, so I'm uh my goal for this year is to be more location independent. Um oh, I'm gonna really... get so wanderlust jealous in a minute. Go for it. Well, wait, right, tell me, tell us. Uh I, I don't know. I, I it's April, I know, but I I really need to start planning my I, I want to be two months uh like Two months in one country and two months in another country in this year, meaning mm-hmm. maybe July and August in one country and, and October, November in another country. Uh, so for that, I continue with my portable business, uh, with my online counseling. I work, as I said before, completely 100% online with expats mm. from all over the world. And yeah, I, I will continue doing that. And what's next? Growing my business, helping more and more expat women and making an impact in their lives so that they can be whatever they are, whatever they want to be, wherever they are. 
Have you have you seen your business grow and more people reaching out to chat as we've come out of COVID? And what I mean by that is I think a lot of people had a bit of a think about what they wanted to do job-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people went, well, hang on, I don't want to go back to the office. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I don't mind going back to the office, but mm-hmm. maybe I don't want a corporate life anymore. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to go and do something different. Or mm-hmm. they use the COVID time to retrain in something else. Mm-hmm. Have you found a lot more people have started to move abroad, you know, or move out of where they live normally? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. No, because my my my, my target group is has been moving abroad long before COVID. Uh, so uh, n- no, what I've, what I've noticed is people is, is uh, more open to work online with a psychologist. And that, uh, that yes. before was a complete taboo, right? You have to be one to uh, like face to face. It can be online. No, that's so impersonal. It's it's not for <laughs> me. The te- I, I I don't do technology. You know things like that. And you after couldn't, COVID, you couldn't speak to someone like this, could yeah. you online have a yeah. laugh and actually? Not that I'd say you'd be laughing in your sessions, but you know what I mean. You can't yeah. create a connection online, can you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that belief fell, fell apart with COVID. Yeah. Because that normalized this for mm. everyone, right? So now I, I, I have more people reaching out uh, than before in that regard. Like, okay, yes, online is sense. okay. And, 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 and it's even, even sometimes I love online. I prefer that to one-on-one in, 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 in my, in my work. I mean, as a counselor, because it gives you an, a kind of an anonymity that you don't have face to face and, and you're not that exposed. As face to face, I can see you from from your torso to, to uh, run, you know. I can't see anything else that you you have slippers or maybe you are half naked. Uh, I don't know. And pajama I don't care. bottoms on exactly. <laughs> and that, but it that, is half eight at night, so I'm wearing my pajama bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and that gives people freedom, right? Yeah. And it gives you a sense of okay, it's okay. She's she's not seeing all of me, and that uh, and I really love that actually. Does it make them more comfortable? Do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can. I, I'm just. Sorry, I'm just. I'm, I was looking off into the distance. I'm just thinking of. I can think of situations actually where I have taught online. Mm-hmm. I had to go to a studio to teach, mm-hmm. and even though it's online, I thought I've not. I've, I'd be more comfortable if I could do it in my house mm-hmm. and in my study. So isn't it weird? Even yeah. So it's like I'm either away in a studio teaching and even though it's virtual it's not as comfortable as actually when I come back home and I can sit in my study possibly because I can't wear pajama bottoms in a studio that could be part of the thing um oh my god if someone sees me on the street now they'd be like where what do you mean you're in proper clothes my poor next door neighbor is all I can say when I put the bins out in the morning or take my husband to the station (laughs) in my slippers and my pajama (laughs) bottoms Anyway, sorry, everyone. That is a topic for a very different type of podcast. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Gabby, thank you so much oh for joining God. me. I've I've just loved it. I've I've I could we could talk for hours. Yes, definitely, definitely. We may do at some point, I believe. Oh, I would love to come back to your podcast. I love your energy. I love the the conversation that we have. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and a joy to be with you today. And I have just written down communication. 
because I think oh. that might be our topic for the next one. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, oh let's, I let's love dive that into that I one. I love that topic. Yes. Let's do right. That. Let's do that. Yeah. And I will not edit this bit out. So this is going to be us <laughs> holding ourselves to account. Okay. Ladies okay. and gents, we're listening. We will be doing communication at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. And um, and I know it's late where you are. So thank you very much for staying up. Yeah, um, absolutely. Your pajamas. <laughs> and yeah, absolutely loved it. So thank you. You're very welcome. Sorry, it's very soon.